welcome to a very special edition of Barry Aftercare, the podcast, episode number eight. I'm so excited to share this very first family and friends talk by Dana Mitchell Rosser, author of the book, Through Thick and Thin. Dana shared the microphone with her amazing husband and post-op, Dr. Butch Rosser, to share part of their story that led to Dana writing her book. Enjoy this tremendous talk and look forward each month to a special episode hosted by Dana as she speaks openly about what the bariatric process is like for the friends, family members, and support people as they journey with their loved ones who are dealing with the disease of obesity. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Stapleton. Be sure to check out the entire Barry Aftercare program for successful post-op living at www.barryaftercare.com. Now, let's get on with Dana and Dr. Butch. Thanks so much. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll tell you what. Technology is something else. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. We've tried this so many times to get on, but you know what? We're on now. Um, welcome to Barry Aftercare. My name is Dana Rosser, and I am so excited to be hosting tonight's segment called Friends and Family. This will be a monthly segment that will meet the first Wednesday of each month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I felt so blessed that Connie asked me to join the team and I hope and pray that you will find value in our time together. I also want like to introduce my hubby, Dr. James Butch Rosser. Hi. <laughs> we'll be talking to him in a bit um, about the importance of having a great support system. The purpose of this forum, Friends and Family, is to discuss issues that are specific to family members or friends who have loved ones who suffer with obesity. This is a safe place to say what you feel. It's a no judgment zone. It's a healing space. I have prepared topics. However, if there are questions or topics that the group would like to discuss, please let me know in the question and answers. Honest, I would love for this group to be an honest place. <clears throat> I will always be honest with you. If I do not have the answer to a question that you have for me, I will find out the answer. And I don't have any trouble with saying, I don't know. I'm not sure. So I just want I just want this to always have great integrity. The expectations that I have for this group would be to learn, share, heal and support. Learn something new, share stories and info, heal through the process and support each other. Some of the topics that we will be discussing in the, in the coming months will be the do's and don'ts of talking to your loved one about their weight, caregiving and the importance of self-care, counseling, dealing with conflicting feelings about a loved one's weight, how to support without nagging, gastric bypass surgery before, during and after and what should families expect. So some of the, those are some of the topics that we'll be discussing. And again, if you have something that you would like to discuss, please let me know. So you're probably wondering, well, who is this Dana? Uh, and why are you here leading the group? 
Well, let me give you a little bit of ba- my backstory. I'm from Akron, Ohio, um, home of LeBron James, who actually plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I met and fell in love with this guy <laughs> about 28 years ago. Uh, we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary on December 9th. When I met him, I just fell for him. He had a Southern swag. He was funny. He was smart. He shared, we shared some of the same values. I loved everything about him. I fell in love with his soul. Um, I will say he also suffered with his weight. At that time when we met, when we started dating, he was 460 pounds. And I loved every bit of them. (laughs) But that introduced me to the world of how people treated those who suffered with obesity. I was judged for being with him. Um, My husband is a world-renowned laparoscopic surgeon. And people thought that I was with him because of the fame and fortune, fortune, because how could someone find a 460 pound man attractive? So people were judging me for being with him. I loved Butch, whether he lost a pound or not. Yes, I was very concerned about his weight. We discussed it. I was also very protective of him as well. Um, after we got married, we have, uh, five children and we had a set of twins and, um, life with Butch, um, on an everyday basis was something different for me. I noticed his limitations. Um, I feared every day that he would have a heart attack. He dealt with sleep apnea. Um, so every day when he went to work and he has a very stressful job, I would always think that I would lose him because, you know, of his weight and, and, and the, and these, you know, all the, the health risks that come along with that. And so I was suffering silently. Um, there were times that I would, I wanted to go out and go to, to, uh, base, uh, football games, baseball games, um, concerts, just to go out and enjoy life. But Butch really didn't want to do that because of how people treated him and also the limitations of the seats. So we stayed at home uh, a lot of times and I didn't want to, but I didn't want to go out without him because I loved his company. So I kind of lost who I was and I really didn't know how to, to deal with those feelings. Um, I had conflicting feelings at some point I was, I was very protective. I didn't want anybody talking to him or looking at him strange or teasing him or anything like that. And then on the other hand, I was angry because I would see him eat something and I didn't, I didn't, I don't think he understood what his weight was doing to me. I was scared as well because I didn't want to lose the love of my life. So I decided to um, talk to a counselor um, and I, and let me back up a bit. I didn't really want to talk to him about it because I felt like the world was already treating him bad and I didn't want to put any more uh, pressure on him. And I was afraid to talk to other people because I don't want them to judge me. So I just kept everything inside until I did finally one day go to a counselor. And she told me that she felt like I was suffering with obesity without carrying the weight. I was becoming reclusive. I was doing things that Butch was doing and I kind of lost who I was not blaming him. Just, I just didn't know how to deal with it. I also went and tried to seek help at an Overeaters Anonymous um, 
uh, session. I thought that possibly they may have some uh, a group, a support group for the family members, but they did not. I looked online. I didn't see anything. Um, and in 2001, Butch decided and me, we decided that uh, he should get gastric bypass surgery. That was another hurdle that I had to get through. I was scared. I didn't want to lose him. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, there was just no manual for family and friends um, to go to 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 to, to su for support. There was nothing. I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. So I started thinking to myself, I cannot be the only spouse out here that is going through this issue. There are 18 million people in the United States who are stricken with morbid obesity. And those precious souls have spouses and children and grandchildren and moms and dads that really care for them, but they don't know exactly what to do. And because of that, I decided to write a book. Um, I honestly, didn't really want to write the book, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't because um, I didn't. It's almost like I didn't want people to know my business or I didn't want people to judge me or judge Butch or, you know, you know, just be nosy. But then honestly, God put it in my heart and said that there were other people like me out there that didn't have a voice and needed a voice. And you need to write your story and tell your story. And so that's exactly what I did. My story is entitled Through Thick and Thin, Facing Obesity Through the Eyes of a Loved One. And I also have a workbook um, that's a companion to this book. So I wrote the book. I talk, In the book, it talks about my life, talks about Butch's life, other people who have suffered through um, and made it on the other side and, and stories of hope as well and tips. And um, it, it, it's just a great, great book. Um, because I wrote the book, I had the opportunity to do a TED Talk to talk about our, our, our uh, story, which was a blessing. And I had the opportunity and was blessed to be able to be on the Dr. Oz Show and share our story. On the Dr. Oz Show, um, my book was promoted, but more importantly, uh, we were able to help another couple that was dealing with the same issues that we had dealt with. I'm also a certified bariatric coach uh, through Bariatric Wisdom. I'm a member of OAC, which is Obesity Action Coalition. Um, I have done local Fox TV appearances, written several magazines, I've been national and local radio appearances, to just to name a few. So that's who I am. <laughs> and I am so happy to be here. It's my passion to help other people and to just let other people out there know, the friends and family, that they're not alone, that there are people here who can help them support their loved ones. Because ultimately, we want our loved ones to be healthy. We want them to be around, but we just need the support to try to figure out how to do this. So I've been talking about this delicate subject for over 10 years now, and I still get emotional inside talking about it. It, um, because I, I just I just want people to know that there is help and there are tips and that uh, people out there really actually really do care about what they're going through. Now, I would like to reintroduce my special <laughs> guest, my hubby. <laughs> Hello. I thought it was important um, to talk to him uh, because Butch is a laparoscopic surgeon, a general surgeon. However, he. Um, when we lived in New York, um, 
he did bariatric surgery for a little bit. So he was the doctor and he was the patient. Um, and so I just felt like I just wanted to interview him and, and get his ideas and feelings about um, family support. So, but before we do that, tell us a bit about your weight journey. Well, um, hello guys, how y'all doing? <laughs> um, my journey is one that um probably a lot of people can um, actually identify with. Um, I started off as a 11 pound fat and fine little baby boy born in the Mississippi Delta. <laughs> so I had a head start uh, as far as height and weight. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was uh, 21 <laughs> inches and uh, I'm 6'4 now. Yeah. And so um, doing as a child, I was uh, a husky from Sears kid. And, uh, <laughs> but I excelled in athletics. I was a big kid that everybody always said, well, you shouldn't do this, but I did. Right. Baseball, basketball, all of this, and, and wind up being a great athlete. So at that particular point, my size was not a hindrance. And I was very healthy and um, earned uh, a lot of scholarship offers from mm -hmm. football. So then I went to play football, you know, size. I was probably 6'4". Uh, my playing weight's 285. I was mm -hmm. offensive lineman. But then I saw that I couldn't play at the Division One level and fulfill my real dream, guys, which was um, to be um, a physician. All right. I didn't know I was going to be a surgeon, but I wanted to be a physician. So I did a thing that a lot of people were ticked off <laughs> about, and I walked away from football. Mm -hmm. And that's when the challenge started. Because I don't know if you all know this, but if you eat 100 calories uh, a day over what your nutritional and energy burn balance is in a year, that's 10 pounds. 10 wow. pounds. And, and so it insidiously, honey, you know, yeah. started tipping up on me. Yeah, I was still being athletic and everything, but I was eating more and it was more stress. Right. So then uh, after medical school, you know, I was probably six, four, three, fifty, but I didn't know it. And I'm still having a guesstimate now because I was afraid of getting on the scale. scale. Yeah. And then uh, I'll never forget I was in Hawaii. And this is when I was a professor at Yale and I was teaching a course and I had to actually go through the loading dock area mm -hmm. to actually do the laboratory portion. And I saw a scale over there in the corner of my eye and I actually got on that scale and it says four, five, oh. 450 pounds. Wow. And that's when, you know, I came back and we went to Weight Watchers. Right. Instead, started an eight-year journey yeah. to overcome this. But unfortunately, what I, I kept blaming myself, but I did not recognize what was in the textbooks mm. about, you know, once you get to be 100 pounds overweight, there are other metabolic forces that keep you from overcoming this yourself. Right. And so finally, I I made the decision because I was doing um, uh, a show for Discovery Health yeah. Channel and I had to go to Santo Domingo. Mm -hmm. And 
this lady who had seen me on another television show, the learning channel, yeah, she asked me to remove her gallbladder. Yeah. And she was about five foot, 300 pounds and had a similar journey of trying everything. So I did. And she asked me, Dr. Butch, can you do the operation on me to help me lose my the weight? So I, I, I was embarrassed really. I said, I'm so sorry, but I don't think I should start doing that surgery when I'm suffering myself. But I know who I can send you to. And I sent it to my good friend, Bill Shower. Do you know I was getting ready to go in the operating room and that lady came out of surgery. And the first thing she did was to get a phone and call me. And she said that while she was under anesthesia, that God told her to make sure she talks to me. And I have gastric bypass surgery. Wow. And that's what happened, yeah. guys. I mean, I, I wound up being 460 pounds, having done everything like so many of you. Mm-hmm. And the, for me, my angel from Santo Domingo helped me push helped over push the edge. It. Yeah, yeah. Because we talked about it, about your weight. And, and you tried different things. You tried oh. pills and exercise. My and wife, that. Dana, even <laughs> went to this sleepaway camp in oh, North yes, Carolina, yes. pregnant with twins. <laughs> She was losing weight and I wasn't. What up with that? You, know? <laughs> I that. you have to do whatever you got to do, and, right? I mean, talk about a supporter. Now, that's that's a supporter. Right. Structure yeah. House, I think. Was it yeah, it was Structure, Structure House. House in North Carolina. And we went there for like 10 days. Yeah, and I lost 13 pounds. It was crazy. Pregnant with twins. Pregnant with twins. So, but, and I think I lost yeah. maybe five. <laughs> But but guys, I learned so much in that eight year journey. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how much I learned that helped me right. after the decisions and surgeries. Yeah. So how important is it to have a support system? This is a, a forum for friends and family. And a lot of times it's very hard um, for friends and family to discuss this issue. Um, and so we want as supporters, we want to be supportive. Mm-hmm. How important is it to have a support system? Well, having a support system is everything. I'm here today and alive today because of it. But I want you to consider um, you can really be Mm well-meaning and want to do the best for your loved one, but you can have two different support systems. Yeah. A good one and a bad (laughs) one. (laughs) Okay. We know both. Oh, yeah. And so you have to be very careful. Uh, like, I'll never forget my mother. God bless her. So I, I was saying, Mom, I'm really thinking about doing this. I really want to be healthy and live. And she basically told me, and this is my support system at the time with her on her side, the bad support system. She said, why don't you just wire your mouth shut then? And I said, okay, Mama, I love you. And I'll be talking to you real soon. So you want to make sure you're not that person. But that was her way yes. of trying to show her love. She was afraid. Exactly. She, she just didn't, didn't know, know how, how to do she it. She didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. How to talk to your loved one. What to say, what not to say. So but right? the support system, and you, you'll be going into uh, the details. Dana's workbook, and I think you're going to be using your curriculum yeah, for your workbook. It goes over all those kind of things that are so important. Because as my, my friend Joe, the head of OAC, says, Words can hurt and words can kill right. and and your behavior can help and it also can hurt. Yeah. And having a support system, which uh, you're going to be talking about yeah, and everything absolutely. like that uh, for me was everything. It was it was everything. 
Yeah, that's good. Oh, well, I'm glad you're here. Yay. <laughs> um, were you <laughs> sorry? Were you aware um, how your weight affected me and the kids? Well, I would say I can't say I was I was aware, but partially. Mm-hmm. My way of thinking and awareness was that because of my weight, the kids and you were shamed. I always thought oh. there was the, the element of you all being ashamed, but you love me and you put up with me. Okay. So I was looking once again from my vantage point. Okay. I never really tried to be on your side of the fence. Okay. And and uh, and that's an issue. Yeah. Because everybody is. concentrates, as you said, they concentrate on the patient. On yep. and, but but families and loved ones, they get left behind. Absolutely. So from my vantage point, I was thinking about how I made your life miserable because you had to love someone like me. But did you get that vibe from me that I was making? No, okay. no. That's the one thing let's about Let's just make patients. that clear. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me tell you. That's the one thing about <laughs> patients who are stricken with this, this, this problem. You construct this world in your head yeah. that's, that, that is demeaning, um, that isn't accepted, uh, even when you have all the love and everything in front of your face, you struggle to believe that you are worthy, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, that does make and sense. And that really modifies your behavior. And, and really, it, it it really can be a, a fence to block people from being able to help. Wow, I never, yeah. I'm learning something today. Look at that. <laughs> I she didn't, didn't know I didn't know, I really didn't know that. She didn't know no, all that. Okay. I didn't know that. I mean, I just, but I wanted you to know that you felt the love that I have for you. You felt the love oh. that the kids have for oh, you. Oh, yeah. You felt that we were supporting you along the way, whatever you did. Because I thought there's no doubt you did because <laughs> of of all the challenges right. that you faced. And But I was still looking at it from my lens of being not worthy, if mm, you will. Okay, and it. you all love me. And then this is this tremendous burden yes, that you all have. Right, exactly. Okay, I got it. Okay, that's good to know. But see, yeah. this is good stuff. We uh, learned. Yeah, really, I, had, I had packed that away. Right. <laughs> okay, another question. Mm-hmm. How has your weight loss surgery changed your life and your family's life? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that I'm alive here being able to talk to you all today because of that. I really believe that if I hadn't done what I did with the choice for the uh, weight loss surgery, I wouldn't be here. And um, because once I started losing the weight, all that stuff I was doing and working out, I was kind of one of those uh, fit uh, patients that were fit, but uh, carried the burden yeah. of excess weight because I was always active. I, I had mm-hmm. to be being a surgeon on your feet, all that right. stuff. Uh, but none of that really could keep the weight off. As you know, I mm-hmm. went through all of this. Mm-hmm. But boy, all of that stuff that we started doing, like my wife um, really embarked upon us uh, as a stealth uh, <laughs> a chef. And what about you about being a stealth chef? But I didn't know that the salt shaker didn't have real salt in it. You know, she had a salt substitute. It's like Mrs. Dash or something. Yeah, like exactly. And I didn't know that the spaghetti really wasn't ground beef. beef. It was turkey. <laughs> I mean, she 
She, what did we call it? Because we were on the show stealthy on Fox. Stealthy healthy cooking. Yeah, stealthy like healthy cooking. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? All of that stuff uh, after the surgery started coming together. Yeah, so the surgery true. wasn't a crutch. The surgery actually helped all those things that I had learned and everything come together where yeah. it worked because my metabolic milieu, right. you have to understand that. And maybe you'll go over some of those things we're just signing out. It's not you. You're not a defective individual, but your ghrelin and your leptin and your thermostat and your brainstem, keeping your weight at a certain level, you know, no matter what you do. But boy, once I got, the uh, bypass surgery, yeah. all of that worked. Right. So the bi- so the so the weight loss surgery was really a tool for you. It, it, it was a tool. It's a tool. And having been a, a surgeon and really accepting the metabolic basis of uh, you know uh, obesity, mm-hmm. uh, I started really using that to help me understand and let me know that we could that I could overcome this and have a better life for my family. And you know, from my point of view, when you were having the weight loss surgery when they were wheeling you away, I was just a hot mess because <laughs> I felt so much guilt. I thought, you know, what if, what if he doesn't make it through the surgery? It's my fault. I should have talked him out of it. I should have done more research and find another way or whatever. And I remember you said, I have to, what was it? Um, risk my life to save my life. Yes. He said, I have to risk my life to save my life. And so when he told me that, he said, Dana, I'll be fine. Then I was good with that. And so I just went and prayed and everything turned out well. So, yeah, um, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And yeah. uh, having you there with me, supporting me um, as I went through that change uh, was just beautiful. And, and 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 now, well, it fulfilled me like I would. Right. I, I did five surgeries a day and yeah. went out to the track. I mean, That's right. um, That's right. all that came from all that preparatory work. Right. Exactly. I, I came in and I, 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 oh boy, she had some good, good food tonight. Yeah. It was called <laughs> white chili um, was, chicken. Um, oh my God. White chili chicken. Yeah. yeah white it was, chili it was chicken. Really good. Yeah. And so I went there and you know, you know, when some good halfway there, you have to, make yourself not want to go and get seconds. Well, I, because of all I learned, I was able to so, eat that. Yep, I'm fine. Yep. And, and uh, I went on my way and I only got one piece of cornbread. No, I think I had two pieces of cornbread. Well, the other thing as far as um, from the uh, family's point of view after the gastric bypass surgery, there were a lot of changes that I had to get used to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he lost all this weight. I've always thought my husband was handsome. Uh, in my eyes. But when he lost all this weight, I remember um, this one quick story. We went to go see uh, Luther Vandross yeah. in a concert. And I saw, and this was after Butch had lost all this weight, and I saw this lady checking him out. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, no, no, ma'am. Uh, I, because I was thinking that, you know, now that he thought he was Denzel Washington, since he lost the weight. <laughs> And now I had some insecurities like, oh, no, he's going to leave me. He thinks he's this. And, then, you know. and I had a bad walk like that. Right, right. Make no mistake. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but those are real feelings yeah. that a spouse would go through. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, my God, I was just kind of feeling insecure in a way. But he's never done anything to make me feel this was all in my mind. And it's so good 
that other spouses or, or loved ones should be could be able to talk about this because these are real, real feelings. I, right? I, I think you can probably dig a little deeper into that because oh yeah, they are real feelings, folk of the divorce rate. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's like fifty percent. Yeah, it? after well, it's it's fifty percent no matter what. Matter what yeah. even, <laughs> <laughs> it's a concept, <laughs> but but with, with 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 the spouses after the weight yeah, loss no, surgery, absolutely um, uh, jealousy and this sort of thing. Yeah. Sabotage. Sabotage. Exactly. Yeah. So I I know you're going to get into that. Yeah, we'll get into all that. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get into all that. Yeah. Well, the last question I have so we can wrap this up. It's what's one piece of advice that you could give a family member or supporter um, that they may that they may need to have if they're having a tough time going through something, um, trying to help their their spouse? What's some advice that you would give them? Well, I'm going to leave, you're going to be teaching them about their size, yeah. uh, side of it. But I, 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 if I had to say one thing, guys, and this is something you displayed with me, I would encourage patience. Mm. Okay. Patience. The average number of times that it takes someone to stop smoking is around six to eight times. The average number of times uh, it takes a person to overcome uh, addiction can be mm. six to eight visits of rehab. It doesn't necessarily happen overnight, but you can't give up. Have patience. Mm. All right. Uh, and just have patience. And I would say, you know, when you have patience, you know, <laughs> You can get lucky and blessed <laughs> at the same time right. because no, God will un, un, will will reveal things right. to you no, that's absolutely when you're true. hanging in there and yep. you're patient that's that right. you didn't even think you knew. Uh, right. Someone suggests a book, you'll hear this podcast, you'll hear a show. You know, you, you may be listen, looking at a master's class and something else, and and, and revelation. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, the that's revelation true. falls out of the sky, but it will not happen. Unless you have patience. patience. And I would add to that, if you're talking to your loved one about their weight, you have to lead with love. They have to know exact, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that you love them no matter what, whether they lose a pound or not. They have to know that. Right. Yeah. And, Dana, that? and Dana will get even deeper in that. I know yeah. um, how to lead with love. Yeah, that's because right. well, that's one of the right. uh, yeah. topics in the Absolutely, curriculum. And, yes. and and I was going to say that one, but I, I but I left that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, you know, take all. Like, oh yes, I did. Oh yes, I did. I can. You're not the only one with that sixth sense. Do you see why I love him? He is crazy. <laughs> but that's why we get along. Yeah. So um, anyway, I just thank you so much oh, for your welcome, for your time. Give me um, some sugar. Yes. Nah. Thank right. you for being here on you're this welcome. very first um, broadcast for friends and family. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for joining us. Um, we had a little computer get glitch in the beginning, but hey, we got through it. Um, I hope you were able to take away some tips or info that you may have not known before. And I can't wait to join you again next month. Um, it's going to be our, a reminder. It, it's going to be on March the 3rd, 
The, it's always the first Wednesday of the month. So that would be March the 3rd at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, should they go and get the book and the workbook so they can follow along with the curriculum? Yes, I mean, that would be great. I, uh, I may not follow the book and the workbook every week, yeah, but, but I'm going it. to take. Yes. So, again, if you would like to purchase the book, thank you for that plug. Mm-hmm. Um, it's through thick and thin <laughs> facing obesity through the eyes of a loved one and the workbook as well. Um, And you can find this on Amazon. Also, if you have any questions or um, tips or whatever, you can contact me at Dana.Rosser at, and that's spelled R-O-S-S-E-R and it's D-A-N-A dot R-O-S-S-E-R at yahoo.com. It was my pleasure to be here. I cannot wait till next month. And I know that this is going to be a fabulous time. Thank you all so much. Thank you again, Connie, for allowing me to be here and to bless others. Have a great night. God bless you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Very Aftercare, the podcast. The information shared on this podcast is considered psychoeducation and does not constitute therapy or a therapeutic relationship. Be sure to check out all the great information I provide, much of it free, by visiting my website at www.conniestapletonphd.com. Be sure to leave your positive comments for this podcast and listen in next week to learn more ways to live your best post-op life.